you get a, a a desire or a thought to do something, you explore it and you know you you sort of keep coming back to it, and you even do it without getting paid for it. That's a massive indicator of of your you know your, your passions and, and and where your 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 desires lay. You know. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and have clarity out of confusion. Because of this, founders can have the life they deserve. Clarity is what I'm really all about, and this journey has been full of ups and downs for me. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from being a poor boy, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no money, no connections, only hard work, persistence, and even more hard work, to a European Ivy League business graduate and an expert on seven different psychological therapies with a great corporate job. Still, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. On this podcast, I'm privileged to interview hundreds of amazing people from members of the Forbes Technology Council, Google executives, Amazon, Microsoft, LinkedIn, C-suite executives, to Fortune 100, to Financial Times reporters and people from Harvard University, Cambridge, Stanford, even from the Vatican Church, congressional candidates and decorated veterans, or just beginners wishing to make a difference in this world, all are welcome here and thank you all so much for the support after all this hard work this podcast is now ranking highly on apple in the entrepreneurship category top 200 in san francisco top 100 in australia top 100 in singapore top 60 in germany top 50 in canada top 50 in the united kingdom and top in many other places because this podcast is really about having clarity conversations, which is what I am known for. Clarity of where you are now. Clarity on the right next step to take. Clarity out of confusion and hesitation. And clarity of marketing whenever necessary. So let's begin. My guest today is Mark Fletcher. Mark is from Bristol in England. And he is a housing brickwork quantity surveyor, a spreadsheet coach, a no-code advocate, and an automation builder. Mark, how are you today? Hi, Abdulaziz. I'm very well. Thank you very much for having on, me on the uh, on your podcast, and uh, congratulations on uh, on your success with it so far. I think you're doing a, a fabulous job. Thank you. You're absolutely so kind, and I feel honored and blessed to have you here. So I'll begin with this question. If you were to look back at your life, 
what could be some of the moments where you understood something that really changed your trajectory? Maybe you were wrong about something and you found the truth or you assumed something was one way to find that reality is different and we all have that. Did you have such experiences? Well, I'm struggling to think of a, one particular instance. I, I tend to try and approach life from a, a humble point of view that um, I'm always uh, learning and I'm always able to find some um, some nugget of knowledge from the experiences that I uh, that I have. But uh, I can point to a position of uh, of direction change with regarding technology and, and that was um, as a young boy having a, a computer it was called a, an Amiga computer which uh, was a popular home computer for um, for many years and uh, there was a, a point where um, I was uh, fascinated with how you could put a disc in it and the disc would automatically load up and and, and start start doing whatever the program was doing and uh, I took the time to read the, the manual that came with a book it was a physical uh, the computer sorry it was it was a physical uh, manual that you could read page by page and um, I persevered and, and, and got to the point where I, I actually scripted uh, um, a, a little bit of code to, to, to put the disc in and, and, and boot up and, and um, you know that 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 satisfaction was was so um, important to me that uh, you know it, it sort of stayed with me and um, I still find that level of satisfaction today when I'm Building with no code tools, or um, even doing some scripting with JavaScript and uh, things like that, it's, um, it can be frustrating. But uh, ultimately, when you get to the goal that you're aiming for, the, the satisfaction um, is significant. So, so that that for me is a, is a real persistent um, point of uh, of change. Thank you. So, if I heard you correctly, on average, you're someone who approaches life humbly looking to extract the lessons from every experience but one significant thing is when you were much much younger you had an Amiga computer you were fascinated with it and even got to the level where you were able to create some code to boot a disk with it and you felt satisfaction that you still recapture again and again Whenever you're coding with JavaScript or doing things like that, although it can be frustrating, but when you reach the goal you want, you feel that satisfaction, correct? Absolutely correct. Yeah, that is is it in a nutshell. Can you tell me more about that satisfaction? What does it mean to you? Because if we asked 100 people about the meaning of satisfaction to them, we'll get 100 different things. So what about it is satisfying and what does it mean that satisfaction when you code and reach a goal or whatever is the most satisfying experience about it? I think that there's a point of uh, being uh, coerced by conscientiousness into persevering with these things. So I'll find myself um, in a situation someone's asked me to do something or I've set my mind to build something and um, you have an end goal uh, that you need to achieve and uh, quite often there'll be a, a struggle to get there and um, I always wanted to learn from the situation or learn the lesson that I can that, you know, adopt for, for future use so um, the satisfaction is it's broad it's, it's, it's more than just the, the, the finishing the goal and seeing something that you've 
you've created from nothing. It's it's the experience that you've gained and um, the sort of uh, the incremental growth you, you referenced, the one percent. Um, I think there might be a, a part of that one percent that that you achieve from from experiencing these um, these sort of levels of satisfaction, where you've you've gone from one point to another um, and and grown in that very uh, fractional way. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's not not too tangible, but um, it's definitely um, you know you can uh, you can appreciate the the, the satisfaction and. Um, yeah, I, I really can't put it any better than that. Thank you. So constant growth and, in a way, becoming better and overcoming struggles and learning from experiences. This seems to be very important for you, correct? Yes, 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 you're correct. And how did it come to be? Is it something you had in your personality did you have a parent that was a role model in this regard? Or maybe you had a comic book superhero <laughs> or a novel character that instilled into you this value? Or how did it become something so important to you? Knowing that a lot of research shows that actually most people in the world aren't that interested in constant growth, but more and just protecting their back, being safe, and doing the minimum to get by, if you know what I mean. Yeah, maybe uh, it could be a, a social thing where, um, you know, I strive to fit in and, and sort of uh, be useful and, uh, uh, and excel where possible. And so so I think that um, that's a common thread in, in a lot of things that I seem to experience. I'll, I'll try to be... But, but not, I don't want to say I, I want to. I want to be the best, but I, I want to be, uh, you know, uh, good enough. I, you know, I want to. I want to sort of um, uh, experience as much as I can, and and you know, and learn something from each experience. So, so yeah, trying to um, find a place within, uh, you know, socially uh, within uh, within where I, I've grown up and and, and find myself now. Um, I think if you can prove to be useful and helpful and, and you know, be a, a source of um, a resource for, for other people. I think, you know, that, that means you can help and give and, and, and get some reward that way. And, uh, um, you know, that, that's why if, if I can learn a lesson and, and then share that at some point, either, you know, uh, in, in one form or of another, then um, that, that's important to me. I think, um so that's probably where I think it comes from. This this perfectionism, in a in a loose sense, I could see that um, in my grandfather. He was uh, he was a, a similar character to how how I am. So so maybe it, there is some you know some sort of hereditary characteristic there, uh, but uh, combined with the you know the, the need to fit in and, and be useful, that that's um, that's where I believe that comes from. Thank you. And I'll verify it a bit more first. So I'll ask you somewhat of a cruel question. <laughs> if you could be very useful and rewarded for it forever, but you don't grow, you don't learn anything, no lessons, you're just using your existing store of lessons, or you're constantly learning, you're constantly being there and even useful, but nobody notices, so you don't fit in or it's not useful to you socially. If you had to choose, you had like no choice except these two, which one would you prefer? 
I think I'd stall my uh, my growth. I think I'd um, you know try and uh, you know do the best I can with with the with what I've got. You know that that would you know and and remain useful because um, you know the, the the morbid mortality that we all must face at some point. You know it's um, it's a it's a it's a you've got a finite period of time. So um, you know I think I'd find more reward stagnating any sort of uh, growth or, 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 or learning progress but remaining useful um, I think that would be the, a reward in itself so yeah I, don't, I think I'd, I'd go with your first option there how does that sound sounds perfect so <laughs> tell me what does being useful mean for you like what is being useful in the dictionary of Mark page 13 <laughs> or whatever it is well, a classic example is today. As a, as a, I've been contacted about someone who's got a problem with their spreadsheet. They've imported some contact data from um, their their Gmail um, service, and and they want to analyze the data to then um, try and find people, uh, try try and extract the data so they can they can form some marketing uh, emails, and uh, they struggle to to do that and. Uh, I've been able to, you know, quite quickly help them move that forward, and and now they can concentrate on on doing the next step and and you know moving their business forward, and hopefully I've learned something so they can adapt what I've done and and sort of take that on. So the usefulness is 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 sharing that skill, sharing that. Um, I've gone through the frustration of of learning something, and then I can share someone share share that with someone, and they can they can then take that on as their own and, and make it uh, make it work for them so that that's a useful that's a, my interpretation of being useful as a, as a sort of uh, um and some sort of analogy away thank you so it's like being a scout where you go into the darkness you face the fears you extract the lessons and come share it with people to either make their journey safer and shorter or the, so that they avoid any mistakes or frustrations you've had and you've gone through, correct? Yes, I, I like that. That, that is a, a great, uh, yeah, a great perspective. Thank you. You're welcome. And so when someone is going through the frustration and is in that dark moment, or even for you, does it help you keep hope and keep going rather than giving up? the idea that there is always a, like a light at the end of the tunnel or the idea that you'll learn something that will make you more useful. Yeah. It's the idea that I'll learn something, you know, the, 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 uh, achieving something, you know, uh, solving a problem or, or doing something, you know, that, that is great, but, um, I can either extrapolate that out to something else, uh, uh the learning, you know, that's what I'm talking about at uh, some, at some later time by helping someone or helping myself again um to to replicate what i've done or or diversify that so yeah i think um the the learning again it's uh you know that's that really is uh, a motivator thank you and tell me about satisfaction because we spoke about it earlier but it was in a different context do you feel satisfaction when you learn a lesson and then you use it to be useful or 
is it another feeling? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that's exactly it. I will try and um, absorb as much as I can and and, and interpret it um, in in a way that relates to uh, what it might be useful for. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, the satisfaction is is it's not too tangible. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing to pin down. I, I suppose as you alluded to, it's a personal thing. It's something that, um, that uh, we each might internalize differently. Um, but of course there's no way of exactly sharing that between people. So, um, you know, my interpretation of what satisfaction means, it's, it's sort of a multifaceted thing. And, um, yeah, the, the, the whole, the whole experience of, of, uh, of achieving something and then being able to just, use that at some point usefully uh yeah that that is uh yeah that's um that stimulates me that does thank you and how did this contribute somehow to your choice to become a no-code advocate and to explore and go deeper into no-code well it's um i've tried in the past to, to to build software using traditional code and um it's it's been a you know, quite a frustrating process and, and I would uh, frequently give up on it. You know, I could, I could get so far and then when I wanted to broaden out into the uh, other areas of, um, of, of software development, it's, um, you know, it's sort of stalled and, and I lost, uh, lost my motivation with it. So this, um, this past uh, 18 months with the pandemic allowed me to um, sort of revisit that again with the intention of learning to code but um you know part of the process was uh uh looking about to, to see what people were doing and looking at communities and and, and I, I came across the 100 days of no code community and um this phenomenon of no code was uh, was a revolution to me uh, i listened to a, a podcast with a guy called michael gill and he was talking about um how he uh he prepared a book a make a minions book and it was a basically a recipe of, of how to automate processes and you know uh, and uh, i was instantly hooked so so I've, I've been able to spend a fair bit of time learning no code tools and uh, uh, you know how how that can be developed into solutions for small businesses and and, and um yeah I've, I've been able to focus uh, a lot of my time on uh, becoming useful with with no code and um it's yeah it, it it's it does have that same level of satisfaction that i felt all those years ago you know when you're able to realize some software without actually having to code the the you know the fundaments of it behind and and you can realize these ideas for um software solutions that you can see will be essentially useful in a small business um, and uh, save people you know, time and money and uh, improve their uh, ability to report efficiently on the numbers that they, they need to know. And um, yeah, it just opens up a whole world of, uh, of, of possibility. So, so my intention is to um, graduate into that as being uh, an area that I'll spend most of my time and, and um, hopefully be able to earn some money to live, live uh, by, by doing that. 
Thank you. That's absolutely fascinating. And I want to focus on one point. So doing traditional code, there will be a point where the uh, thing runs out of steam or momentum or whatever, and you don't feel motivated to keep going. And you just let go of it or stop doing that and move on to the next thing. But you found something about no code that kept you interested and therefore able to complete projects to progress further and to turn ideas into uh, software, technology, and all that. Did I understand correctly? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Tell me what is difference, different between both. What about no code kept you engaged and excited? Maybe it's the community. Maybe that it takes a shorter time to finish the project or simply the fact that you feel the energy of something new uh, compared to code, which is old, or I don't know what. But in your situation, and this might be useful to others to know, what did you find that allowed you to not lose that motivation in this case? So maybe people can use it in any other areas of their life where they tend to lose motivation as well. Yeah, it's the um, it's the lack of friction in terms of being able to produce something. And uh, when you're traditionally coding stuff, you know it's fraught with um, making mistakes with 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 typing and. Um, you've got to constantly check what you're doing and, and validate stuff. And with no code, it's um, it's, a, it's another level of abstracted away um, from the building process of, of, of preparing software. So the, the 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 fundaments have already been sorted for you. You're not reinventing the wheel every time you want to build something. You you know you have some idea uh, of how to solve. Uh, uh, a business problem or, or a personal problem, and you know, you can uh, w- w- when you've got some experience with the, the popular no-code tools, you can gravitate to, to one or the other, and, and then realize something really quick with with very little friction. And I'm not saying there's no friction. I'm, I'm saying the, the the potential to realize something quickly is 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 there, and uh, it's it's uh, it's. It's that level of satisfaction again, but you see it rapidly. Um, and even if you haven't got a polished product, you've got something that functions and gives you the results that you're looking for. Uh, and it, it's very low cost in terms of time and money. Um, so you can experiment a lot. You can um, try to to find uh, the limits of these tools and, and, and then join them together with services like Zapier and Integromat. Uh, uh, and when you start thinking about the potential um, with, with what's what's available, it, it 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 brings a level of excitement with it because you know it's viable, you know it's feasible, you know there's no real stopping you uh, in terms of getting these um, these solutions made. And yeah, that bearing that in mind, will it should be sufficient to keep people engaged uh, rather than the process of um, spending. You know, many many months or, or even years becoming a, 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 you know, a traditional programmer, if you like. So um, yeah, that that for me is uh, it's so significant. It's um, it's been revolutionary. Thank you. And actually, the way you described no code and no code tools is exactly how you are. So it could be a metaphor 
for you where you save people time and the frustration of making the mistakes and you reduce the friction and the process and you use the whatever has been learned or coded already into you with them so you're like a human no code tool <laughs> helping them with that no the way you described it is exactly uh, the, the way you described being useful and saving them time and sharing the lessons that came you think about it in this way the no code tool it saves them time it reduces friction their code is already written without mistakes so the mistakes are avoided or learned from so your mark the no code human no code tool <laughs> i'll take that thank you that sounds good to me <laughs> you're welcome and you're interested in entrepreneurship what is about that journey which is somewhat emotionally um, both exciting and draining with all the ups and downs and twists and turns that to you fascinates you in a way that attracted to you to it? Is it just another source of income? Are you excited about like the possibilities to learn more because there are more risks and more unknowns and more new things? Or simply it's uh, the community and the personalities of people within entrepreneurial communities? Or what about it is the most interesting for you? I think just the concept is interesting about not necessarily um, spending a good part of your day doing the same thing for the same uh, you know, business or, or um, uh, company that, that you, you know, a lot of people who... who do uh, the nine to five jobs do you know that that for, for me um, I tried it for uh, four or five years and um, I just didn't find it a, a natural fit I like to be flexible I like to be uh, independent and um, so, so that is exciting and the the the, the thought of um, staying doing the same uh, job with the same company in the same environment doesn't appeal to me. I'm not saying that's you know that's right or wrong. It's just not the the path that I felt was something I could stick with. So this this sort of um, entrepreneurial thing, I've I've been doing it since the year 2000, and uh, I think uh, it 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 works for me. Just the personality that I am, and and the way I like to uh, spread my time around doing different things. It's it gives you that opportunity to to be. Um, your own uh, person to be accountable for what you do um, and you know the, the end of the day is you, you if you don't work you don't get paid so you, you need to be um, on your toes and you need to be um, always sort of uh, thinking about how you can generate the the money to live on and um, it gives you the opportunity to earn some more money than than if you're on a regular wage you know you've, you've got the the potential to uh, especially with no code tools to to build a service that that the people can that the people can use and 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 pay you for and and scale it so you know you, you don't just get paid for your time these things excite me that you know you can really uh capitalize on the potential that the internet has has given us so um oh, yeah every every day is is different every day um is is got some sort of level of satisfaction that I, that I like and you get that either by you know earning some money or, or learning something or, or being useful and um, I think the no-code community really has 
has supported that feeling. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of people who want to learn how to build t- tools and services with with no code and um, use it to be entrepreneurial. Um, and it's it sort of goes hand in hand. And um, for me, that has uh, sort of allowed me. It's, it's more it's, it's a, a, a magnetic part of the community of, of, of being a, a no code builder that the community um, it, it sort of it draws you in and holds you there, you know, because uh, everybody's um, like-minded and there seems to be quite a, quite a lot of support for, for people who, who are um, interested in calling themselves a founder or, or, or whatever you want to do. But, you know, the, the, the premise is that they support themselves by building tools and services with, with no code tools. So the, the excitement never seems to wane. And, you know, with the, the entrepreneurial thing, I don't really like to call myself an entrepreneur. I, I just, I just like to do stuff and get paid where it's appropriate and um, you know that that's you know that's really it i i, I don't fit in the, the traditional nine to five um work environment so um f- for me it's uh, it was a matter of finding out what i wanted to do and um and then just sort of pursuing that but it comes with the other other pros and cons you know you, you like i said you have to be accountable for yourself but you could be flexible as well and, and um you don't have to uh adhere to some of the, the traditional rules that um, other people do so uh, yeah it's very much a personal thing thank you and what about you whether characteristics or insights or experiences that let you know you're not perfectly fit to only have a job and work nine to five all the time and that your heart or attitude or personality is more entrepreneurial, maybe it can help someone understand themselves and understand maybe why they were frustrated with their jobs or (laughs) trying to do their best there, but unable to do it or whatever, because there are, as even like I would say about myself or most entrepreneurs, we are unemployable, like, (laughs) you know, and it's not even because we couldn't be great employees. It's because at some point our heart will want to be entrepreneurs or will like long for it so much that it's distracting from the actual actual grind of uh, nine to five in a way that is not, you know, the same as someone who just wants to be that employee. Yeah. What? about you tell me about you your experience how did you discover it and what about you makes you uh, the more suited to be an entrepreneur and less an employee with a nine to five i can point to the the need of the continual growth i think that that is a that is something to to bear in mind because when, when you um so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping here, but certain uh, of the, the, the nine to five jobs where you uh, you do the same thing over and over again, you just don't have the opportunity to diversify into other areas and learn about different, um, you know, different industries and, and, and different roles within those industries. And, you know, within the hierarchy of the business, you might, you know, you might not be able to move up or down. And so the, the thought of staying, doing the same thing, for many many years was uh, uh it, it, it didn't excite me at all it, it, it made me um it made me not want to stay there so so that 
that is it, I think, it is the, the continual need to sort of move forward and learn and, and, and diversify. When you introduced me, you, you read out a list of being a no-code advocate, a spreadsheet coach, a quantity surveyor, um, and these are all that you can they are related in, in one form of an, or another but they're, they're, there's I do different things you know I, I like to be involved with different things and I think that that's come from that if I'd stayed doing just full-time quantity surveying I wouldn't have experienced um, the entrepreneurial satisfaction of, of doing other things and um, and so that is it. it it boils down to this need to continually learn and grow and, and, and move forward and um, and not stay static doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, do, do you find that is the same trait in yourself? Yes, I do. Sometimes I will like, cannot wait for the next project while I'm doing on one. So I'll do like three (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. And it's like so exciting (sighs) and so cool. And it's uh, also in many ways, I believe it's not even bored, like feeling bored. Hmm. But being excited about the growth that I will reach because of those projects, and I want it now already. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want to, to wait for that growth and lessons and learning for to be after almost a few months or whatever. Because when I have it now, I can even do more and uh, grow more, and it's always like a cumulative effect. Yeah, and you spoke about all the various things that you're involved with. Can you share more details about them? Like, what do you do? How do you advocate for no code? And of course, share about your coaching for spreadsheets and all the work that you do so that people understand all the facets of who you are and maybe how to learn more about them as well. Yeah, certainly, yeah. The uh, the, the quantity surveying is is something that I, uh, I started doing uh, a long time ago and um, it, it sort of funneled me into being an entrepreneur because I became freelance doing, I, I was working for a national firm, uh, you know, doing the nine to five thing. And then um, I, uh, I I had that desire to move on and I, I, I sort of uh, niched into a, a, an area of quantity surveying, but on a freelance basis. Um, and that, that has been persistent for you know, for the past 20 years. So, so I, I, I focus on that. It's a, it's a, a constant for me. I've got some reliable clients that to pay me regularly. It's involving spreadsheets um, and the interpretation of technical drawings and preparing prices. So that's the, the sort of fundamentals of, of that. Um, and I work within house building and, um, yeah, the UK has got quite a, uh, 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 a buoyant housing market at the minute. It's um, it's been up and down, but uh, we're, we're sort of experiencing quite a uh, a good growth. So it's um, it, it's something that I, I sort of keep going back to, but it it doesn't hold that um, that satisfaction of of the growth. So, uh, but it's something that I've I've I've, I've built processes uh, with spreadsheets that uh, the templated processes that I can refer to and and reuse. For, for every project that I get. So that sort of led on to um, being able to um, help people with spreadsheets skills. Uh, and and I, I like to do that where where I can. And um, it, it, it just gives people the tools to uh, move their business forward uh, in, in terms of just understanding some data or organizing themselves um, inventory-wise or um, you know invoices and uh, uh, just keeping track of, of expenditure um, it, it allows you to 
uh, sort of take control of that on a on a on a straightforward level. So um, it's a I've basically used Excel for for many many years, and I still do. And um, it's it's a great powerful tool, and you could argue it's the original no code tool because it automates quite a lot of uh, numerical stuff, and and you can uh, manipulate uh, text with it and um, produce graphs and yeah, all, all sorts of things. So it's a it's a great tool, uh, and it's a universal tool that people in all sorts of businesses use, and um, hence that's why I, I sort of um, want to share what I've done. Uh, in terms of um, the, the, the template stuff that I've built and, and, and the skills that I've um, that I developed, so people can then take that on and, and be useful. So that that sort of uh, naturally, in, in my mind, leads on to um, the sort of the, the no code stuff, and, and um, I suggest I call myself an advocate because uh, I, I, I like doing things like this, where I'm talking to yourself, who's is. Also, I'd say an advocate. You're you know, you're promoting the no code space, and together we can hopefully share some excitement and and some uh, some inspiration for people to pick up to a, 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 a tool or two and, and see if they can't help themselves and and sort of lower that bar of of, of solving their own problems and uh, you know with software and uh, relieve themselves of some pain and maybe save some time and and you know, save some money as well and um, just just bring the, the the accessibility forward for, for everybody. So yeah, it's um there is some common thread through through what I do, but uh yeah it's um it it's it's sort of uh uh it allows me to um experience the, the different uh different areas of, of using software tools and um and share what I know to help other people hopefully experience the same sort of thing and, and you know get that satisfaction and, and save some money or uh, some time and you know get the results that they want so it's yeah so so the the um the, the number of things that I, that I tend to spend my time doing does seem a bit diverse but um it's uh yeah it, it, they're they're all fairly related and um f- through it all as well I, I use other other tools like uh, um, SketchUp, which is a 3D model builder, which I, I use in my quantity surveying. Um, it allows me to produce you know, millimeter accurate quantities. And I use Photoshop to uh, measure irregular areas for, for a landscaper. So, um, you know, if they're planting an area or turfing an area that's an uh, 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 impossibly irregular shape, I can use the, 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 the software to calculate that to a precise amount so they can get a great uh, pricing because their price is accurate um, and I use a spreadsheet to prepare the price for them and then they use that to um, control the contract that they do so um, there's there's lots of lots of other um, sort of uh, peripheral tools and um, skills that, that I've sort of adopted along the way that, um, that certainly uh, all help to to make me useful and, and a um a good bet if someone wants to, uh, you know, engage me in, in terms of um, building something or learning something or doing something. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, yeah, that, that sort of, uh, that sort of sums it up, I think. Thank you. It sounds really like you got what motivates you, what moves you really figured out. And that's absolutely something that not many people know how 
If you were to give advice to people who are trying to figure out what they care about or what should be their purpose or at least what should they dedicate their time to that comes from them and their choices to be useful, what would be a process that you will think will be the right way? I think uh, if you if you get a, a a desire or a thought to do something, you explore it, and you know you you sort of keep coming back to it, and you even do it without getting paid for it. That's a massive indicator of of your you know your, your passions and, and and where your 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 desires lay. You know, I've um, I'm, I'm building the, the third or fourth iteration of a, a little bit of software that that I keep coming back to. It's you know, it, and I I don't know. Uh, how else you can really validate stuff? It, if it occupies your your mind when you're doing something idle, if you you know if you find yourself, um, I, I found myself when I was learning no code tools to to sort of see well, would this tool serve the purpose for for my the the, the project that I've got in mind? So so if you've got a a, a, re, a repeating idea or a thought that you you tend to flesh out while you're in the shower, you know, or or where you've got the idle moments and that you're doing some laborious task, cutting the hedge or the lawn or, you know, doing the shopping, you know, you, you, you find your, your mind drifting to these other things, stick with them and and um, see if you can't, uh, you know, write that down and, and develop it a little bit more. And whatever that might be, you know, it's you know, whatever subject that might be, I think that that's a great indicator of, of um where you might find some some satisfaction and, and some opportunity to be useful, and even if you would do this, do the idea without being paid, you know that that to me is um, you know that's an area of it to explore without without a shadow of a doubt. So if you're finding yourself um, struggling for a direction or an idea, that that's um, certainly an approach I would recommend. Thank you so much, Mark. I agree with you 100%. If you feel even slight interest, curiosity, or passion to begin something, begin it because you might discover the missing piece that will give you the answers. It was honestly a great interview. I discovered a lot about you and also about our commonalities. And I thank you for every minute. I wish you a great day. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, I, uh, I'm enormously inspired by uh, this podcast. So um, long may it continue. And I thank you for, for your time today.